Thank you for joining me for a few moments to ponder First Peter. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 59. Before we move into the scripture passage for today, let's do a little context work. It's good to remember that Peter wrote this letter in the first century, and it was one document. It didn't have chapters and verses. Those were added later to help us navigate the letter. So when he starts what is chapter 3 for us, he uses the words in the same way, because he's actually in the middle of writing something. He's writing insights into relationships that are a part of the everyday lives of those in the church. He's getting practical. He spoke in chapter 2 to slaves. They had to have been wondering, now that I know Jesus, how do I treat my master? And that led to Peter saying, God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Jesus suffered for you. And he followed this with words from Isaiah 53 and the wonder of what Jesus did. In the same way, he now moves into what for many is the most important relationship of their lives, their spouse. As a believer living in a world hostile toward their beliefs, what do you do when your spouse doesn't believe as you do, especially as a woman? And as a husband, How does the marriage change in light of what Jesus and his teachings say? Well, with that in mind, let's continue with 1 Peter. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. 
and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. 1 Peter 3, 1-12Peter's words are set in the cultural frame of Roman patriarchy in the first century. And he is talking to people who have real lives, with families, who are being affected by the decision of following Jesus. Peter's focus in this letter is how to be witnesses for Christ in that society. When we see it in that light, we can see that Peter is calling the least powerful people in that time and place including slaves and women, to become powerfully influential. They can use their freedom in Christ to willingly submit and serve, allowing the world to see how Christ brings both beauty and fearlessness to those who follow him. And it might seem strange that Peter's advice to wives is six times longer than that to husbands, but I think that shows us how much more difficult the wife's position was than of the husband. We know from history that more women followed Jesus than men. The value, freedom, and love of Christ was so radical for women in that culture, it's no wonder they were drawn to him. If you've ever watched a movie set in this time period, then you've seen white columns and mosaic floors, open-air courtyards, and lots of grapes and figs. But what was it like to live within those walls as a family? Although some Roman women held property and had wealth, most women were seen as property and were under the complete rule of their husbands. They were expected to obey in every way including being loyal to their husband's religion. To worship someone or something else would have been prohibited, and husbands could make their wives' lives miserable if they were displeased with them, even divorcing them and taking their children. Or worse. It would have been unthinkable for a wife to adopt a different religion than her husband. So when women came to Jesus and their husband did not, it created a challenge. She would naturally want to worship God, not other gods, but her husband would demand something different of her. Many women would have to worship in secret, and I'm sure they wondered, I know Jesus tells me that I'm loved and valued and that I have a voice, that I am free. So what do I do about my husband? What do I do if my husband doesn't believe? Should I leave him? Now that I'm free in Christ, do I have to obey him? Peter's words are for this woman. Let your life be an example. As a wife, you are still under the authority of your husband. You're not superior to him now that you know Jesus. 
so live in a way that points to Christ. Often today, this authority of your husband is something women balk at. Yet in this culture, Peter is asking women to love their husbands in such a way that it points to Jesus. And for my friends who are married to unbelieving husbands, I know this continues to be true for them as well, as they seek to live lives that point to Jesus. It is powerfully influential. And Peter's words on clothing often bring some balking as well. But much like today, women like style and jewelry. Women have sought to look nice and attract attention for <laughs> thousands of years. In fact, I read that the Roman women of that day would do elaborate braided hairstyles with blonde Germanic wigs just to set them apart. You can see some of their styles online if you wish. Their jewelry also set them apart. It showed their status in society. Now, Peter isn't saying this is wrong. He just wants to remind them that it's not about the outward appearance, but the inner character. That's what's most beautiful. That real beauty comes from within. It isn't something you wear. It's something you are. And in our world, with all our social media, it's sometimes hard to remember this because so much focus is on posts and image. Yet, if you've ever met a woman that has true inner character, she's beautiful in a way that is beyond what we see. And that is what Peter is speaking to. And one more thing, a quick word on the quiet spirit, obedience, and gentleness that Peter speaks of for women. Yes, I know he's a man speaking for women, but before we get all hung up on it, Let's look to Jesus. Jesus had a quiet spirit. He had a gentle nature living a life of complete obedience to the Father. And he was passionate, outspoken at times, and even showed anger. Peter is calling women to live like Christ in their homes. And that seems reasonable. Next, Peter speaks to husbands. His teaching would have been radical for them, saying that they had God-ordained duties and obligations toward their wives, treating her with respect and remembering that she is his sister in Christ, an equal partner. This would have been brand new thinking. We don't see this as radical today. In fact, it's expected. But for these men, this would have been a very different way to live in their households. Paul says it like this, Submit to one another. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Imagine the radical change in a household when a husband comes to live into this instead of the cultural norm, the value he would have given his wife, the care. Jesus is still affecting marriages in this way today. As we live out our faith within our homes. But whether male or female, married or single, as a follower of Christ, this is a universal application. 
our faith should so affect our lives that people can see the difference Jesus makes. We are to live like Christ in our homes with our closest relationships, as well as in the world. Live in such a way that our character and love brings our family to Jesus. In the episode on chapter 2, I said this, May those around you who may never read the Bible read your life and in doing so may come to know him. That's really all Peter is saying. May those around you read your life and see Jesus. And especially those who are closest to you. Sadly, often those who are closest to us receive the brunt of our personalities. And Peter is saying, those closest to you deserve the best of you. We'll close today with a few words from Peter on relationships. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and He will grant you His blessing. For the scriptures say, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eye of the Lord watch over those who do right, and His ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. Amen. Amen.